Welcome to another episode of 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host Vida Patil and I'm bringing you insights of startup and venture success from Silicon Valley and across the globe. In today's podcast, we will be hearing from Sri Lakshmi Reddy, who is the founder director of Keystone Education Group. She is building the next gen education platform for experiential learning and entrepreneurship as core values. She talks about savvy self reflection centric long term business model which reflects organic growth and impacts children in the long run. She is a big champion of experiential learning and she says change being able to adapt to new methodologies in learning being a visionary not yourself but also instilling a vision in the team and uh, being empathy centric are core values to building a disruptive innovation platform in education so let's hear more from our next gen leader in education shri lakshmi reddy founder director of keystone education group Hello and welcome to another episode of 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host Vida Patil and today we have an extremely special woman entrepreneur with us. I am so so proud of her. Her name is Sri Lakshmi Reddy and at a very young age she is the founder and the director of Keystone Education Group. This is an education initiative like none other in India. It is bringing top of the line education tools, skills, technologies and several smart methodologies to schools in India at a very young age. To just give you a hint of what uh, Sri Lakshmi Reddy our guest or honored guest today has done is she has introduced entrepreneurial skills to primary middle school and high school students depending on their ability to execute an entrepreneurship concept so this is just one of the gazillion things she is uh, uh, done and her story is very interesting where she comes from what she is today without further ado i'd like to bring shri lakshmi reddy on hi <laughs> hi hello vidya thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, i have always admired your work for us to be able to come on this platform and discuss you know my story it's more than exciting for me so shri lakshmi you know to start with more than anything else you are an inspiration to women entrepreneurs uh, you know i have seen you like this uh, fresh out of college girl you know with bubbling aspirations and in just like no time you have uh, not only ventured into married life you have two kids so what do you think uh, is um shri lakshmi what is she made of who is this person who is shri lakshmi you know behind all this i'm very fascinated with this who is the person i always remembered how even when i was preparing for my exams and for my uh, you know tests i used to hold a book hold a small stick in my hand and the board behind and behave as if i was a teacher Right. but i never knew what i really wanted to be honestly and uh, i think you know sometimes it's destiny it's you know the situation and it's the opportunities that you know kind of make you who you are and what you do and the conscious decisions that you take during those times that will you know really enable you to do what you want to do so um i think somewhere as a kid i always had 
the entrepreneurship skill or the the need and the want to do something to do something other than just sitting in front of a system uh right, so right. i think i can only think of that that uh, need for me to uh, just go you know do something that is related to people but not really knowing what it, it was you know back then mm-hmm. and uh, it was interesting you took up an it job for a short stint your your background is in engineering right and uh, yeah. you you specialized in uh, uh, information technology or computer science i think and then you moved yeah. to, to, uh, so what happened there in your first job <laughs> um very interesting right so right uh, you know from when you're in especially when you're in india uh, your decisions are based on whether you like math or science right not it so the your life decisions are made based on the subjects that you like which is so unfortunate yes. but um that like you know every other person in india i also chose engineering because everybody else was also doing that Right. and i did my engineering in electronics and communications and again another um, you know aspect to observe here is doesn't matter which engineering field you are into you will end up taking computer science <laughs> correct so i never understood you know how come electronics communications engineer is ending up to be a software engineer right correct. so irrespective of whether you are a civil engineer or an electronics engineer or mechanical engineer everybody's direction and the stream is towards you know becoming a software engineer and i think that again was because lack of awareness lack of yeah. you know opportunities or knowledge um, and the environment we were in right and only after you know working for a company uh, you know and i was um, you know just sitting in front of the system for the whole day not really understanding what i'm working on and the application that i was working on where was that used so you don't know the complete story you don't you would not connect it with the whole product or application or anything especially when you're a fresher Um, and i got completely disconnected from that um, you know process i was just going in coming out and at some point um, i had to just stop myself and say you know i can't really do this and i just quit and there was no second thought about you know quitting my job mm-hmm. um, maybe i was fortunate that you know i had the privilege uh, of uh, you know like to be able to quit a job maybe not many you know would be able to do that for whatever uh, personal you know reasons that they would have and that's when i took time to you know just go explore do what i wanted to do and first thing that i you know wanted to do is just go um, you know do some service and again i had no clarity on what kind of service i wanted to do so i just walked into an orphanage i said oh i'm you know a very good student you know i did my engineering so thinking you know very high about ourselves just because we were engineers um walked into an orphanage i said i want to teach kids Mm. and then when i started teaching these kids for a couple of months i started observing that some kids were able to understand what i was teaching and some were not mm-hmm. then i think i was so hot, fortunate that i realized that there's something wrong with me and not with the kids mm-hmm. so when i'm speaking in the same way why is that one group of children are able to learn and the other is not able to learn Amazing. so um, then i realized oh there's some problem with me that i am so bad at teaching that i am not able to do justice to everyone mm. and um, how in you know especially uh, when you're coming from a very conservative environment you're always in, in your own social bubble 
exactly. and i never realized that the government schools are really so different and the uh, this huge education inequality yes. right and i realized education inequalities or the differences and the quality of education everything only at that point mm-hmm. and that's when yeah. i uh, decided that okay this is the space where i want to be in and this is what i really want to do that something related to education and again but not really um you know uh, understanding what exactly i should be doing but something related to education what what best can i do into the education space so that's how my journey you know got into education this is uh, so intriguing when something did not work out you you were thinking out of the box you are not focusing on the student but you're focusing on the teacher what is it the teacher yeah. can do differently so you know what were some of the interesting findings there which triggered you to you know come to us and pursue an entire degree on that and i remember you were yeah. so excited about all the projects you did in the us you had specific yeah. challenges you talked about it so passionately so tell me uh, what was it specifically in that experience of teaching these kids on government mm-hmm. school which triggered you to take like an entire entire degree what was it right i think it was all about self reflection um one thing that i constantly was doing even back then like uh, you know at that age was uh, constantly self reflecting rather than looking at things from a perspective of okay why are they not doing it or why is the country like this or why are the school systems like this i was more trying to just work on myself okay why is that i did not know you know how there was you know education inequality there and how come i didn't not know about it how come i did not know that there were so many government schools around me how come i did not know that um you know that ultimately it was about me and how i was teaching but not with the you know kids um then i've slowly realized and started reflecting on okay how did i study why was i always such a good student and some of my, you know my friends were not really studying so well so then i've realized that uh, even during the journey that in our school systems um i was always a topper i was one of the good students you know in the school or college maybe not thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host veeda patel i'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from silicon valley and across the globe this podcast takes a lot of time and effort so please support this by subscribing to my itunes soundcloud and linkedin podcast pages also please leave your valuable feedback I will try to make this podcast better with your comments. Thank you so much. Um then I realized that the model that we have in our schools in any education system was only catering to students who always study well. Mm. And all the others were just followers. they were just you know there like how we categorized you know kids into the top kids the you know medium learners and <laughs> the low learners and categorized them in whatever category you want them so um and that reflection process has always made me to think rather than okay what should uh, how do we fix this but rather understanding what are the reasons for this what are the what is the cause for this and that had made me to get into research uh to get into uh you know understanding things 
from um, you know historical perspective from people's you know perception from families from culture you know there are so many reasons you know that are there for something not to work amazing one uh, i felt that okay when you really understand a problem from different contexts yes. your solutions will not just be idealistic or just be you know trying to you know fix uh you know it, the whole complete india's education system but rather more focused um yeah. i think that was the you know uh, approach that i had always taken from the beginning oh amazing so you're you're moving from one enlightening moment to another enlightening moment the first thing uh, uh, i found enlightening about what you said was you just quit the it job because you found it monday and there is no big picture i think that's most people lack that in their jobs and they stay yes. mediocre and the second enlightening point you have is you're looking at self reflection and right. uh, most people look at the world uh, from you know hey what what's wrong with them or what's wrong there yes. or why isn't it perfect you know the third thing which you said which i really liked was multiple perspectives i think i'm going to dig a little bit deep there and you said it's not about fixing a problem but uh, you know getting into focus so so tell me um, today you are the owner of keystone education group so there are multiple education initiatives there back in the us what did you start off as in your um uh, specialization you have a degree in education administration so what was right. it that you know brought you to this point of multiple perspectives you know in terms of culture or you know learning habits or what not right i think i should definitely admit that um, you know it did come with a lot of learning from uh, you know the courses that i have attended or the people that i have met even in the us and i'm not someone who would believe that okay indian education system is like this or us education system like this and you know having you know studied in both the places having worked in both the places i would say both these uh, countries have this pros and cons in the education system right only the you know uh, extent of which each one uh, is varies um but coming back to you know my journey as an educator started in the us and that i felt you know i was so fortunate about and um, and just yesterday you know with a couple of you know our high school students i was telling them that uh, all you know most of them in the room they were saying oh we want to become engineers and this and that and and then i just said um yes do you know whatever you really want to do in life in terms of profession please go ahead and do it but you should have a story to tell mm. and how do you really uh, you know will be at a point where you have a story to tell when you go through experiences you can't create a story right you have to go through experiences so you have a story to tell and that's when people will start connecting with you right because it has to be realistic and it has to be authentic i think that is what has happened to me um and uh, my story is you know especially in the us for you to really get into education um uh, profession you should have worked as a teacher or you should have had degrees related to education but um what i had actually done is just written a strong statement of purpose for the university mm. of i'm coming from an engineering background and i'm so desperate uh, about you know getting into the education space now i can't go get into you know a teaching job for the kind of visa condition that i have um but inherently how i have the ability to you know to teach and uh, my story was about 
um, you know, what this degree means to me. And this degree for me is not about, you know, getting another uh, good job or getting another good position. This degree was for me to make a difference in the education system in India. whatever way possible in whatever small or big way that was possible and i met this wonderful professor um you know miss uh, you know susan charles at this university and i was just um you know talking about what i wanted to do you know how when you're young you have this big dream of like okay i'm tomorrow i'll just do this course i'll go change india <laughs> and then slowly you realize you know how um, some ideas that you have are so idealistic but i think it's okay to happen i think it's okay to dream big i think only though that's when you will you know uh, take the top down approach and start working on something right right, right. Um, so and uh, i think uh, what really convinced even the university and the professor was my story um, and uh, from there i got into this program and it was little you know because i was uh, among the i wouldn't say minority is the right word but uh, there were just one or two indians right mm-hmm. and um, why is it so uh, important for me to tell that because i was intimidated i was intimidated just by the idea of not having uh, you know uh, more indians in the in the you know group and especially we have very few people taking education uh, related uh, you know courses either people come to the us for you know masters in science or masters in i think this was again back then not now um in mbas and ms so uh, they but again that um, i think was the advantage for me mm. because i had i have a different perspective to bring in to the table right i have a different stories to you know tell i have a different context that i could bring in so at every moment it was a challenge but also the opportunity yeah the challenge was that you know i could be among just one or two who was just representing uh, coming from a non education background or coming from a different country or um, you know having a different perspective but at the same time you you will be heard because you have a different story to tell yeah this is uh, this is quite empowering what he just said i think it will help a lot of people because uh, you know i if if i consider my case all my friends are in corporate jobs they have they're drawing large salaries and i here i am following my passion all the time i feel like an outcast wherever i go uh, the kind of people i uh, interact with they are at the top of their fields and i am in a different field so there are a lot of youngsters like that who feel that when they come to us or uh when they take on something they're not experienced in i think it's very empowering the way to empower yourself is think that yeah. you have a different perspective to bring to the table right. and it applies right. to women as well isn't it there are so few especially, women out there yeah. at the top yeah especially women and um, another uh, you know point that i want to add is it, it was also about literally uh, take making use of every single opportunity that came across right. uh, i think that is one thing um, you know if i really want to add to women empowerment uh, i think a lot of these words are really abstract right entrepreneurship empowerment leadership and you know there are so many things that you need to do really for us to work towards all these you know big terms but um, in order to put it in a simple statement i think all that we need to do is just making use of every single opportunity that comes across your way 
right and that is the only thing that i was constantly doing and even today even now what i really do every single day is just making use of every single opportunity it could be an interaction with a student it could be an organization you know that i come across it could be a random person when i'm traveling that i meet and um, i can literally you know write a book of all those uh, today if i really have to tell how did i start keystone of the person that i met when i was working somewhere and how he connected me to another person and how that connection helped so every time for every entrepreneur uh, i think it was always about or it is always about utilizing the every single opportunity and not thinking too much about uh, okay will this person be useful for me will this conversation will be you know is useful for me but just going out there and doing it with an authentic intention right of you know going to learn something yeah amazing so let's you know it's very interesting this whole story you said how did keystone start who was the first person you yeah. spoke to so let's go oh, back okay. there and why don't you share yeah. that story um, um so the idea was never to start a school honestly um but i was i was more of a teachers person i'm a you know teacher trainer i'm into curriculum development um, you know strategies pedagogies uh, so my research is into teacher education itself and um, my professor has been like a huge support system for me again miss uh, you know susan charles and she had always encouraged me to just you know go do whatever i could you know dream about um having said that uh, i think uh, when i came back to india as an educator i was again new here right right so <laughs> though i was coming back to india doing some small projects and you know going back to the us unless you really live here and then you know kind of do the work you don't kind of understand and for the first one year once i moved back i was all over the place i was even ready to take up a job for you know 15000 rupees which is you know Not in much. terms of standards also it's not much <laughs> okay holding a degree in the us um and you know being a researcher also and having done such amazing work even there and coming back to india and i was ready because i was so desperate about just doing something right right and i have also realized that just because you have you know coming from certain place or you have done certain courses people just don't uh, you know come to you even here it was a journey where um, you know i had to really work towards it and um, that's when i have realized that it's a journey that i have to start all over again as an educator in india i have to go to every single school walk into every single institution see what they're doing talk to them understand what they're talking about tell my story and tell them you know uh, and there was also a point so when i started case to education group it was more about teacher trainings and uh, you know helping uh, organizations to in no transform the way they would teach and learn and uh, i had no office where i would i had you know gone i had hired an intern and her office was in my car and this <laughs> intern freaked out thing okay you know is this real is this like a company or you know or not and so from those kind of experiences to understanding that i really first have to work somewhere 
and I have to be associated with an organization. First, understand that uh, okay, that will that will give me an opportunity to uh, you know really connect with people and have a clear understanding of what's happening with the education system here. Right. Um, so that's why I went ahead and worked with um, you know Dr. Reddy's organization um, as a you know head of programs and academician you know uh, heading the academics for you know around 25 schools or so um but um coming back to you know how keystone happened so uh, throughout my journey while i was in india i was you know working with international schools and these uh, low income schools private schools government schools doing my trainings and i was constantly talking about innovation um bringing in you know the moment i talk about no textbooks and no exams or we are going to work with professionals we are going to do this kind of projects we are going to you know talk about entrepreneurship um somewhere i always you know had a roadblock uh, that no no this is not possible like our principal would not agree or the school would not agree or um no no the parents you know will not accept it so i think i failed i failed at it and i still remember how uh, after you know one year of this whole journey how i came back home and i spoke to my husband that you know um, this whole idea and this whole dream that i had with which i came back to india it's a failure of course but uh, today again i have a story to tell that i had a failure right <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when i realized that i didn't have a reference to show um you know the very i can just you know name like two or three but in the whole country there were just two or three you know schools that were really doing innovation at a school level so that's when i thought okay let me start my own school show people how innovation can happen at a school level and um you know if i can really demonstrate and if i can really showcase that this is possible even in india then i think i can again go back to my you know dream of you know transforming more number of teachers and students and do that so i'm just halfway through you know what i really wanted to do like school was just part of um, the bigger dream uh, yeah so that's how you know starting the school idea came in no this, this is what a very very uh, enchanting story very inspiring story so i just want to add one reference point to what you're saying i worked with uh, a very senior uh, uh, psychiatrist he uh, counsels uh, people who who's uh, you know kid uh, or can have cancer or who have lost someone or who are in uh, mental health conditions so he's built an entire uh, institution to counsel people because mental health is a stigma and the uh, now he's retired he's uh, handed it over to a very capable uh, lady ceo they they hire counselors and they send them out into the society to counsel and heal people of emotional mm-hmm. wounds so mm-hmm. it's a very new idea and the one thing he told me was he he was implementing a model from harvard uh, medical school he said if you want to have something so novel start an organization mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know have people coming in graduating going out and then implementing it as a business model somewhere people pay for your service only then mm-hmm. all these novel ideas so he he wants to implement world peace he wants to counsel mm-hmm. every person who's holding a gun or who's drinking mm-hmm. or who's having who's mm-hmm. fighting at home with his wife you know whatever or uh, adult mm-hmm. teen you know so that's mm-hmm. what he said and he spent his whole life a whole 80 years of his life you know that's what he does so i think mm-hmm. you did, your first step is pretty 
uh i think headed in the right direction there <laughs> yeah long way to go but i think um, and i think it is also important for us to really realize that sometimes you might also have to step back from your bigger dream yeah right Certainly, yeah and then just realize that uh taking these smaller steps and uh, also you know executing those steps efficiently uh will give you that confidence that okay i can also you know uh execute the bigger goal uh, exactly. so it's it's important that sometimes we accept our failure and that's when you will you know have you will take a huge step forward when you accept your failure yeah yeah so this is another enlightening moment you'll take a huge step forward when you uh, accept that you failed amazing this is very uh, true enlightening i say because this will release a lot of people who are holding themselves back you know to bounce back oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, you know there's another concept uh, in innovation it's uh, called bigger vision and mvp you are executing mm-hmm. mvp mvp is a smaller uh, dream in the big dream in the business right. finance it's called mvp so if your mvp is successful then uh, you will scale you will start yes. scaling your idea <laughs> so that uh, uh sorry to butt in but uh, so much we have in common i just want to <laughs> keep sharing my yes yes uh so um you know i wanted to ask uh, you know here you are with the institution you just told me how you started um you still have to tell me who was the first person you met was it the intern or was it somebody yeah of course it was my husband <laughs> because okay. i need that support system <laughs> right right right, right. Yeah, yeah. so what yeah. what is family family like in this situation when you um, uh, think, dream yeah i think how much of um, you know i am always confused with this whole uh, concept of you know feminism or you know women in business and all of that uh, because to each um person to each uh, women they have their own story and for some women just getting the husband's uh, support is like a big deal for someone you know challenging them and like okay i don't really care about it but i still want to you know go ahead and do do this it's my own decision and you know i want to do it is empowerment for someone else taking the whole family along with them in their journey is empowerment so uh, i think there is no clear you know definition to what is the right approach but end of the day to make sure that you're also able to influence your own family is is the way that i would look at it right right and um, um you you know pushkin right so pushkin was always uh, someone who uh, believed in you know entrepreneurship and who believed in you know my vision as well and uh, he had shared my vision and uh, when i shared this idea he was so happy and excited about it and um, because it's a big deal for me because he even he had to uh, let go of his profession for my vision and um, make it as a shared vision and for him you know he was also at a very high level leadership position at amazon at that point and uh, for him it's again starting his career all over again right so um, i think i did a decent job in convincing him <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and together it became our journey than just my journey alone and um, from there uh, you know through a friend uh, we met you know another um, so 
I think this is one thing that we really want to talk about here. Usually, when people want to start something, how they really go and research about that particular idea everywhere. Let's say you want to start a coffee shop, right? You yeah. want to go to every single coffee sh- coffee shop that's out there and see what they're all doing and see what they are not doing. And then you know, I've seen most uh, you know people whoever wants to start something, they do a lot of research on what's existing. Yes. right and talk to a lot of you know coffee shop owners or you know founders um for some reason i was always adamant about doing it i didn't really want to meet a lot of people um you know who founded schools or who were you know doing whatever they were doing i think i just met like just one or two people uh, that two only the ones who were doing innovative work in india and the rest i did not want to meet because i didn't want to hear um a no no this doesn't work yeah yeah i didn't want to hear no 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 i think parents are not yet ready and i didn't want to hear no i think it you know it's very challenging in india so i just met you know another one or two people and i started hearing this and said so uh, the idea was if i really want to go meet people who are already established in this kind of you know zone in the school zone uh if i really want here to them then if whatever innovation that i was talking about then they should have done it already mm. if they had done it then I'm, i can understand the reason so there is no reason for me to go and understand why they did not do it mm. right mm. uh it was about me to uh i think it is in my um, you know nature that i just want to go do it i just want to start it and um and i always believe there's always space for everyone in any idea as long as it is authentic and it adds value to people yes yes maybe the numbers will might vary the number of years you might have to work towards but may, may vary the logistics might be different the money that you would make would be different or for in any business so um and i felt what i and i was always suggested no go meet these people no go work with them uh, i just ignored all of that and i said let i i strongly believe that uh, this would work and i just want to go do it and if even if it doesn't work i want to figure out a way how to make it work amazing so so that's how the journey started so shilakshmi as you were saying right i am doing this uh, uh i'm working with these investors i'm writing a book on how to start a uh you know do a startup so this uh-huh. exercise what you told was market research you did not want to do because you fall in the category called disruptive innovation because yeah. steve jobs never asked anybody whether they wanted a touch screen <laughs> so that's kind of what you're doing it's called disruptive innovation and this whole exercise of talking to people and you said that if you're adding value it's called positioning if you're doing something which is adding value you're in a segment so you're you're all, almost getting a mini mba here <laughs> as you're doing this stone <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so it's it's good to see you know these business concepts you say it so beautifully in your own words because it's your experience it comes out so nicely <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so anyway but it uh, takes a lot of courage Yeah. uh you know to do so and it did come in with lot of um you know support from family to you know especially you know my husband pushkin and um but um you know i think it is also about uh constantly reflecting on your own work you yeah. don't know when you're not really ready to go out there and talk to every single person what do you think about my idea what do you think about my idea 
if you start doing it with yourself what do i think about my own idea and every day if you start you know and i think your customers who are that is will be um, you know always be ready to give you that feedback and even there you only take what you want and you will not you know take what you don't want to hear um but it is challenging because you're always worried about how this is going to you know uh work upwards um i think it's a constant balance of did it, did we learn something from this experience and how do i improve from here so that constant cycle of intervention and improvement is definitely required when you take such steps yeah this is this whole thing is incredible i mean you're so young you and pushkin you took this step uh is just hitting me this whole the risk factor uh the risk appetite both of you have and thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host veeda patel i'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from silicon valley and across the globe these podcasts take a lot of time and effort so please support my efforts you can click on the link bit.ly forward slash donate vida podcast partial proceeds of this donation will go to osat or one school at a time they replace dilapidated school buildings in india sscf dealing with pediatric cancer and akshay patra feeding 1.8 million midday meals to school children Life Moves Initiative providing shelter food and amenities to the homeless again the link is bit.ly/donatevidapodcast thank you very much for your support the sheer scale of your vision your uh, disrupting an education system it's going to shake a lot of people out of their comfort zone once keystone starts scaling i can definitely say that uh, so um you know what were some of the challenges you faced you know other than hearing no from your uh, existing incumbents or uh, people um, saying this is not possible or your own customers saying hey this is not working what were like the real real challenges you know we, we got through the family part you said you convinced uh-huh. them so after that yeah. uh i think uh, the challenge was um, you know more about you know when you have a very idealistic or a very you know extremely innovative idea to yeah. enable it yeah. you will uh, you will see that skill set is a problem mm. right you have the family you have the financial support system and you are being very realistic about your financial approach in, in the whole model and um, you you know how much to expect you know each year uh, but again um, if it is only you who is innovative and you know no one in in the system can match to your skill set that's right. a big challenge yeah. right and uh, because especially in india it's very difficult to find people who have those kind of you know skill set then you will be the one who will end up doing everything yeah even yeah. the way the receptionist Uh, should think or the way a great to- to teacher should think about a certain project and the way uh, you know you want uh, you know a certain um, you know leadership uh, to you know conduct so everything you know uh, is a challenge because 
the expertise that you know you come with the kind of innovation that you have in your mind um see for example if you are starting in a technology company right you would hire okay i want this guy who's very innovative and can do this artificial intelligence idea and come up with and how um, you know steve jobs is always mentioning that you don't need uh, you know people you know to whom you have to tell on how to do their work you need people who are smart who will tell you how to get the work done exactly exactly that was always missing for me that was always missing uh, because you know we never in india we don't have you know training institutes we don't have like a strong uh, teaching institutions to produce good teachers right and there's a huge dearth for quality huge dearth for you know uh, good quality you know teachers i will ha- i i can only pick from what is available so right? what for the iims and iits or the the phd's who there's, there's no education uh, you know stream there right the the only education university that i can mention currently is you know azim prem university which is again recently just a couple of years ago that they have started and um, so i had to really think a lot out of the box or you know sometimes uh, when you see that you are stuck with people who are not innovative enough to that challenge uh, what we have done is we've created this whole teacher training institute within the system wow so oh, you would be Uh, so see either you find right people and like you will just put them on job to do what you want them to do or you you know have a system within the place you take the more the closest person that you think you know would work for you and put them into the system and train them amazing right so that's the these are the only two ways that you can enable this so but that's that was the biggest challenge and that still remains a challenge but now we have figured out a way to you know uh, how to really make them you know uh, you know capable of doing what we had set up to do um yeah i think that's the only challenge that i can think of otherwise see in terms of convincing parents or convincing this community to believe in this kind of model um i always especially if, you know even pushkin also both of us always believe that it has to happen organically mm. you know let us not have like okay we have to reach this this number that's when we are successful or we have to reach no we were always realistic about it and uh, especially when you come in with such an alternative approach then or uh, not just alternative but also progressive and innovative approach you can't have people just you know flocking towards you and say oh wow this is great let's you know 99% um 99.9% of the people are moving in one direction and we are moving in another direction so how do you expect you know everyone to so uh, when you accept the reality and understand uh, that this takes time but our influence on the education system is not just through educating those you know kids our influence today is you know so many other teachers that we are influencing so many other educators who visit us and going and making changes in their school on how they want to do it right so we did not look at impact of keystone only from a um you know number of children's uh, number of children that are there from that perspective the impact is you know at different levels so yeah i like the way you describe this impact so uh, we have this um, impact metrics you know an organ- whenever an organization is scaling 
if you need to raise money you have to showcase impact and uh, mm-hmm. one of the ways they do it is they stay within the organization the first layer of customers and they stop there i think you are creating an uh, ecosystem for generating impact yes <laughs> which is yeah. so everything you said was so refreshing i i know we are at the end of the hour uh, so um, uh, everything starting from the self reflection uh, mode and then you know stepping out of your career you look uh, uh, you know you're really thinking about authentic stories there and experiences that was refreshing and uh, when when you're hit with failures you know new changes coming so yeah. accept the failure everything you said was refreshing including the decision you to you and pushkin took about organic growth so these are all uh, i think a new generation leaders your yeah. new generation leaders sculpting a new world because uh, in microsoft it is like go grow grow big or go home you know mm-hmm. these are the kind of or you know build f- uh, build fast break things facebook mm-hmm. you know right. this is the kind of vision which is driving scale but you are not right. buying into that and i also yeah. like you don't take no for an answer you know these are all amazing yeah. uh, refreshing yeah. refreshing yeah. insights so with that i want to ask uh, were you this is more a business related question okay. i i know i know you are very creative and lively and business kind of respects <laughs> you but i'm sure yeah. a lot of uh, women entrepreneurs want to hear from you about right. this uh, what right. have you ever raised money or uh, you know what do you tell people about your business when you pitch you're so innovative you're so new like what mm-hmm. is it like for somebody like you to raise money what does it take for you to raise money um i think i'm you know fortunately i have really not gone through that journey uh, right. so i not be the best person to answer that question but um again having uh, you know worked with um, you know uh, education organizations where i had to kind of you know also play that role um i think it's it's very challenging because um especially when you're working in service industry it's not a product right mm-hmm. and uh, service industries are um, you know in a way where you can't really uh, define the end product or you can't really give a clear okay this is the number right and uh, when you're taking an innovative journey um, you know any any innovator that you can talk about right the scaling only happens at a very later stage right. but foundations will have to be very strong when you are innovative exactly right? and yeah. if it's not like a um extremely innovative idea but a good entrepreneurship idea and then you're doing the pitching and then you're showcasing numbers um i think it's it's very easy to connect numbers idea and uh, the timeline but uh, in these kind of service related journeys uh, you have to be very very practical mm. about what uh, you know you talk about as an end result right mm-hmm. uh, because so you know pushkin is also the chairman of the company and when we you know really discuss i have to really tell him how many you know what can we really expect each year right when right. you are really you know putting in so much of in you know i wouldn't even call it investment when you are putting in so many funds into this so yeah. when you are very clear so what we have really done is if i have to just mention it in a single statement we have done like a 10 year plan Mm. right mm. uh rather than like a two year plan or a three year plan which okay. doesn't really work so that 
when we have done a 10 year plan we have really understood that that such a long journey it is going to be and how patient you will have to be to meet meet each milestone in terms of you know uh, funds or in terms of uh, the numbers and everything and at least that will you know keep the people who are investing in your idea yeah. uh, well informed right right Right. so not every person who comes in might want to just know okay i don't care but i just want this to be done in 2 3 years right you yeah. will definitely have people who will believe in your idea all that they would expect you to you to is keep them very well informed and be realistic about it right so i think these two things would work so okay again uh, shilakshmi such a refreshing uh, approach i'll tell you why uh, i worked with uh, a business magnet here a lady uh, in silicon valley and she right. talks about something called patient modeling she says right. this is what is required in uh, in in the new governments this five year governments they are not achieving anything because the new right. government has new plans and as soon as hmm. the government comes to an end the tenure the next government will undo everything which is done and do something else so this yes. patient modeling is what is required for building the next generation of whatever mm-hmm. it is you're building education or infrastructure whatever so you have got everything right <laughs> you know, everything you said is uh, uh, is maverick it's new I'm but it's checking right. all your mba boxes i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 you're you're checking uh, the megapreneur boxes the bigger boxes <laughs> so this whole culture of scaling fast and growing big fast quick money uh, by exits yeah. ipos this is just you know uh, taking a turn now people are becoming more realistic about things which matter so uh, you know i like the fact you said this service industry why didn't you say it's a product the education because edtech platforms edtech tools curriculums mm-hmm. you know they're all products isn't it yeah see um again that's one thing and i'm an advisor to some you know education technology companies as well and um, as an advisor even to those companies i always try to bring that um, you know perspective into their minds that end of the day you are working with children mm. right children don't behave or don't conduct or they do not um, you know you will not you cannot expect them to behave the way you want them to behave right right, right. um and when you are working with children you have to be very compassionate empathetic uh, there should be kindness and um, you know a lot of these words when you are very aggressive uh as as uh, an education entrepreneur or you know edtech entrepreneur whatever <laughs> when you miss these things yeah. uh, i think i have seen people who have taken that journey by missing these elements yes. and at a later stage i have seen so many realize that um end of the day you will see that you know it is not adding value yeah. you might still be very you know successful uh in terms of uh you know market in terms of business but it's a very brief brief um and see after can academy um there were so many which had come but if i have to look at the impact yes maybe in terms of uh, business i you can just put them in the graph and say well this particular business is still the top and can academy is still here and all but um when we talk about children and when we talk when we talk about education we still need to understand that we have to first prioritize um, you know uh, being empathetic to uh, what we are working towards that it's the day it's children and they are not a product yeah 
Yeah. And if this element is missing, then I can hundred percent be sure that long term you will see that that doesn't work. Yeah. So you know this is people as a product, but you don't even want to call them a product. So is this no. like? A, yeah. So if if people are improving, so this is this a lifestyle approach? Are you improving them uh, as people improve their lifestyle by giving them better tools to live better? I think it's the experiences, right? For it's not even lifestyle; it's the experiences. And there are so. And why is that? We see so much increase in number of well-being uh, coaches. We right. see there's a huge rise in number of yoga teachers. There's a huge rise in number of um, you know people who are talking about you know well-being and uh, mindfulness coaching and you know all these That's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That means yeah. there is there is a need for that. So anyone who is in the education space doesn't matter whether you're in the tech industry or directly serving children you're a teacher you're an educator whichever role you're playing that is indirectly or directly connected to children the uh, decisions that you are taking the steps that you are um, you know creating uh, ultimately these children are going to go through these experiences and imagine from morning till evening kids are with schools and with these programs or with these solutions or with these applications whatever that we are developing right. Right. and um, it's a long journey right when you say a product let's say if i buy a product it's like for i use it for 5 minutes and i like it i don't like it or you know how after using a particular product you know maybe on my skin for you know continuously for 4 5 years i would know what it had actually done to me right which we usually don't do like you keep changing i can i can any product that you can talk about you can always you know see that you change that but once you put kids into a system they are there in that system for such a long period mm. and it will have like a huge impact but the thing is that we don't really measure these things that easily right and how many of us in the education industry actually go through this long research papers and the impact that that it had on it or the uh, end results you know because of that so very very few right. and we are only being in that instant oh uh, right now my kid had attended this one hour program with this particular application and in another one month the result is this but yeah. all those one hour results one hour results if you pile up and after 10 years if you look at a child he is what he is or she is what she is today because of all those collective experiences yeah. and you're playing a role in those experiences your product is playing a role you as a teacher are playing a role your school is playing a role so i think it is it is very important that we consciously make an effort to think that we are not working with products we are not looking at children as products as or just like end users or clients or customers but more as beings you know yeah. <laughs> uh, which your you know um you can all that you can do is uh, you know create great experiences for them Amazing. good experiences for them yeah yeah so that becomes uh, b- dna of their behavior and then yeah evolve as great human beings and they yeah. have strong human beings so you know yeah. one of the things with yeah. you uh, i want to do interrupt you here don't you think that uh, the kind of education that we had gone through i i don't want to undermine it but it did add some value but so much uh, of the uh, the other side if you look at it so much of unlearning had to happen in post that yeah right yeah. 
after yeah. you know my injuring and after coming back to the us or even post you know either i was in a workspace so much of unlearning had to happen of everything that i had learned the way i had learned yeah. right so yeah. hopefully our kids should not go through that unlearning yeah yeah such an amazing thought uh, i had not uh, you know uh, reflected on that point i spent so much time unlearning things i wondered why i uh slowed down because i was it was not making sense at all to me what i learned and what the world is like so right. uh, so so people like you are bridging that gap thankfully and thankful yeah. to people like you and pushkin uh you know you brought a very interesting angle in the rise of yoga teachers and mindfulness coaches because that's where the unlearning is happening we are mm. we are switching off from everything and we are looking at right. the world so what are you right. doing in your school about those initiatives have you thought about them or yeah um i think uh, for anything we have a very comprehensive approach at the school um again nothing works as okay um you know unfortunately in majority of schools today uh, for everything there's a solution oh kids are under stress oh we have this great wellness program what do kids do once in a month they hear to this person about yoga and meditation um you know and uh, so this instant solutions and instant programs uh will only work with top 5 children in every school top 5% children in every school mm-hmm. um i think every parent and teacher and educator around the world should accept that in every classroom around the world you will have those top 5% children who are inherently very smart very good well behaved teachers said you say anything and everything they would they're ready to listen you put them in any environment they will survive right but what i'm really talking about leaving that 5% what about the rest of them do we have solutions and uh, have you created enough experiences do you have enough experts to really make this 95% people students um, you know uh, in to enable them to what we want them to you know really be or go through um, so that is our goal at keystone all the time uh, if we talk about social emotional learning at keystone we are not talking about it as as an activity we are talking about it as an experience mm. and uh, to you know put it in a very simple way we are creating we are um, you know providing an environment where our children will go through experiences and when children go through these experiences every single day you know with a dedicated amount of time given to it over a couple of years these experiences will become habits mm. conscious habits right. and once it becomes a habit we are confident that they are ready for the real world amazing so that yeah. is the approach that we always take so creating a very conducive environment for experiences and for experiences turning them into now i'm not using the word skill set here because it has been used and abused yeah, <laughs> everywhere yeah. um habit is we, safe, safe ha, word so, yeah. yes you can call doing math as a habit or you can call um, even if you want to consciously talk about you know a conflict with your friend right you want to talk about uh, how you're fighting with your parents or and maybe you're not respecting or you're using abusive words or you are not uh, working you know hard enough or 
you there's so many things you know that a child needs to learn and go through and experiences experience in a school environment so all our programs right from social emotional learning the project approach entrepreneurship every program that we talk about is uh, curated in such a way that these are experiences for for them with you know real people from the community and not just the teachers professionals wellness experts you know anybody that we could think of and when they're there in this kind of system for a long period they would go out uh, i wouldn't say like uh, okay they're all equipped with all the skills set and they're perfect no we are not trying to make robots or perfect human beings we're just exposing them to all these things each one will come out with their own um, understanding of it at least we would be happy if they are um, you know using these habits consciously uh and they'll take informed decisions that's all that's the only expectation we have amazing amazing this is going back to our ancient uh, education system uh, our uh, india hindu education system or the indian education system the chinese ancient education system was all about self reflection so we are going yes. back to the roots here and it's very uh, calming uh, it's very calming yeah. i hear it there is no uh, right. there's no unease there is no anxiety here Oh, yeah. <laughs> amazing you don't so, even have to write yeah i think even even about math like doing math it's it's a it's you know make it as a habit like you're just exercising your brain and look at it that way rather than okay i just need to pass my third grade and move in there or no 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 i need to go to the olympiad exam though so if you are if your objective is about you know uh, understanding what why you're doing it and you know that the whole uh, reason for that for you to do that is um, you know for you to learn something then it will happen only the well level at which it will happen to each child is different yeah and uh, like you just mentioned uh, it's just if you think of it as an exercise a lot of genius people who who had great grasp of abilities they were playing they picked up a yeah. lot of stuff in in the form of play so you you kind of creating an experiential play like environment so yes. <laughs> you have a really big tasks on your hand so you know i yeah. want to ask um uh, this is a big change this is a big disruption uh, obviously there are uh, business metrics quantification metrics you have to deal with all of that yeah. i just want to find out if there was anybody who's done something close to this you've seen in real life who inspires you every day other than your professor you know um you know that lady charles uh, any anybody else uh, yeah yeah anybody um, else seen who's done who had influenced the- me who had influenced me you mean yeah yeah like closer to the vision you are executing not uh, not there like are, there are uh, a lot of uh, schools uh, like green school bali in indonesia is is one school that i always uh, look up to the way they have done it yeah, uh, but our challenge is different because we are not uh, coming in with such um, you know public presence right right when a famous personality imagine steve jobs you know talking about an innovative school you don't even have to convince <laughs> anyone <laughs> yeah, right. No, right there was so, a ted talk uh, uh, ted talk also you know it was uh, quite popular it was introduced right. in a ted talk and that gave a world platform i remember that right. yeah, yeah yeah so uh, i think uh, you know green school bali is one and long back i think even rishi valley schools right 
um, yeah. of course um, you know the whole idea the philosophy that we got in uh, only thing is how um, you know back then when these schools were started to how well they balance the current context right. um, and it's more philosophical i would say rather than innovative uh but still you know it's you know out of normal you know whatever they do uh so there are very good you know examples around but the challenge that you know we have is we are trying to be very very progressive um you know rather than philosophical so uh you know that way i would say you know kestron is unique in you know what it is doing and um, of course in in the us there are many schools you know high tech high new tech new york uh and um, just to name a few um there are educators you know who are doing and there's real school budapest but again all these schools are like sister schools of green school bali um yeah i think that those are the few schools that i'm you know influenced by yeah yeah uh, this is such a philosophical topic i i, I can think of lot of philosopher paulo coelho sadguru uh you know yeah. the 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 chinese confucius uh it just yeah. comes to that central thread of self introspection so other than so you are in both worlds the inner world and outer world you're operating <laughs> so great process uh no no uh, i think you're doing all the right things i couldn't there were so many enlightening like aha moments you know i was trained by one of these international public speakers and she would say you should have a lot of aha moments in your story yeah. then people buy yeah, into yeah. it so i've been ha- i think i have like eighth or ninth aha moment <laughs> in the last one hour so i'm totally sold so i'm oh, sure a- a- everybody who's listening to you will be at some point if you continue to uh, you know con- with this trajectory if you keep moving so sure. with that any parting thoughts you have to your audience uh, i know you you're not a big fan of this woman man on entrepreneur thing so i want to ask you yeah. about but any okay. parting thought any anything you want to share with them um, from your right. end yeah um i think anyone you know if if i have to really address to you know women in terms of entrepreneurship um i think it is just um about believing in your idea i think every idea works i don't know i'm really crazy about it any idea will work as long as you're very honest uh genuine and authentic about it and um i think sometimes uh you just need to uh be ready uh, so for me literally every single day i'm ready to learn something new mm. right mm. and uh, if you're ready to learn every single day and if you're ready to um you know create an environment and also as an entrepreneur you have to constantly make sure that the team that is with you should also be ready to learn every day yes. and what i have really seen with some entrepreneurs is that they are so amazing and they are so creative and they are ready to do anything but the team that is you know with them are not influenced enough Mm. and they are not ready to change or they are so after 6 7 years of your journey into entrepreneurship you realize that somewhere you are you know kind of influenced by them and um they're no more ready to change they're not being flexible they're not being influenced so every single day if you can tell your team that anytime anything can happen and you should be ready to change right so a change should be the constant thing and learning should be the constant thing and uh, being realistic about you know your vision uh, these are the three things i would say uh, somebody should keep in mind and uh, empathetic so 
if if we have these four things with us and uh, go with that into you know our everyday um you know into our work every day with all our team uh, i'm sure it would work yeah amazing amazing great i will call it sri lakshmi's model i'm going to put empathy <laughs> in the center and yes. then now uh, change and then yes. learning and then uh, yes. rea- real being realistic so that's going to yeah. be sri lakshmi's model should, uh, probably you should add unlearning because that's what we do at keystone whatever we've learned last year we ask them to unlearn everything and do everything fresh for the coming okay. year so learning so that- uh, learning uh, f- uh, double arrow unlearning keep going yeah. back <laughs> okay that's the sri lakshmi's learning triangle with empathy yes. in the center so let's publish yes. together Yes, I think you accomplished it. It's all coming so easy to you, like you're born with this. But I know it's not easy. So, uh, yeah. you know, I just want to thank you immensely, uh, Sri Lakshmi, for your time. I know you're so busy with your two kids. You have this huge organization you're running. You have a family to take care of. I'm immensely thankful to you. And please keep coming again. Uh, we will have lots sure. to learn from you. Looking forward to learning more from you. And um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, and uh, I think um, sometimes when you also get the opportunity to talk, it's a reflection process where, right. you know, right. I never like literally sit and think about the whole journey like this. Right. <laughs> so you had given me opportunity to, you know, think about my journey and also learn from you as well. And uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. And I really appreciate it. Same here. Thank you. So- Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success. This is your host Veda Patel. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. These podcasts take a lot of time and effort, so please support my efforts. You can click on the link bit.ly/donateveda/podcast. Partial proceeds of this donation will go to OSAT or one school at a time. They replace dilapidated school buildings in India, SSCF dealing with pediatric cancer and Akshay Patra feeding 1.8 million midday meals to school children, Life Moves Initiative providing shelter, food and amenities to the homeless. Again, the link is bit.ly forward slash donate Vida podcast. Thank you very much for your support and see you next time.